Poker players, listen up. Your right to play poker continues to come under attack. But with over 1 million members, the Poker Players Alliance is dedicated to protecting your right to play this great American pastime. Even if you've never played a hand of online poker, the Poker Players Alliance is fighting for you. No matter where you choose to play, the PPA is working hard to defend you, your rights, and the game of poker. The PPA is making great strides, but we still need your help. We have sent a clear message to lawmakers and others committed to prohibiting your right to play poker. We are organized and we vote. Add your voice to our cause and join the Poker Players Alliance today. Visit www.joinppa.org and become part of the fight to save poker. It only takes a few minutes to make a difference. The Poker Players Alliance, fighting to protect your freedom to play the game we love. Listeners, we have a special promotion that's available to all ladies courtesy of PokerStars.net. One lucky listener will be selected from all who enter. This is what it includes. It's a Caribbean poker vacation prize package that includes a three-night stay at the Atlantis Casino, $1,000 for travel, a $250 spa gift certificate, entrance into the poker boot camp, and entrance into the ladies' poker tournament. All you have to do is go to PokerStars.net. That's a free site. PokerStars.net. Fill it out for a new account. This is for new accounts only. And enter code PSMazonMary002, where it says code put in PSM002. We'll be selecting one winner from all who enter, and you'll win the prize package. Good luck to all. cheers me up. What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Good evening, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We've got a great show Two guests, and then, of course, the House of Cards mailbag. First guest, Deborah Giardina, who is the director of the poker room at the beautiful Wynn uh, Casino. If you've never been to the Wynn, it's really maybe one of the, certainly one of the nicest, maybe the nicest poker room in Las Vegas as far as atmosphere. And then we're going to talk to poker marketing maven Lisa Tenner, who's going to talk to us about marketing in the poker industry. Actually, very interesting interview. I hope you will all listen. Uh, We'll be back right after a commercial break with Deb Giardina. Hey there, folks. Aaron Sherman here, CEO of Phantom EFX. We make the number one slot and casino games for your PC. Number one. Now, how great would it be to hit the tables or slots this weekend in Las Vegas? Can't afford it? Or even if you can, you got to try our games. Now, I know you may be thinking, ooh, a slot game or ooh, a casino game. How real can it be? But you have no idea how real the experience is until you play these games. Whether you want slots, cards, or casino games, we've got it all. And trust me, it's as real as it gets. That's why we're number one, baby. You just have to check out our new games led by real deal slots blackbeard's revenge i'm telling you guys this game is the ultimate slot experience it's already number one in its category and it's been made by guys that love slot machines we also have our brand new casino and card game titles you can check them out in stores or at phantomefx.com you never have to wager anything on a phantom efx game you got to check out all these great games and all of our other great products at phantomefx.com Ooh, another jackpot i got another jackpot woohoo Great moments in history. In 481 BC, the defeat of the Spartans at the Battle of Thermopylae. As long as Xerxes doesn't find the secret path to the hot gates, where is it, boy? Xerxes has found the secret door path to the hot gates. Ah, shit! In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. Listeners, we have a special promotion that's available to all ladies courtesy of PokerStars.net. 
one lucky listener will be selected from all who enter. This is what it includes. It's a Caribbean poker vacation prize package that includes a three-night stay at the Atlantis Casino, $1,000 for travel, a $250 spa gift certificate, entrance into the poker boot camp, and entrance into the ladies' poker tournament. All you have to do is go to PokerStars.net. That's a free site. PokerStars.net. Fill it out for a new account. This is for new accounts only. And enter code PSMazonMary002, where it says code put in PSM002. We'll be selecting one winner from all who enter, and you'll win the prize package. Good luck to all. You're listening to the House of Cards with Ashley Adams. It is with great honor that I present your host, the man who sold the dragon his fire, stole it back, and sold it again to the Crips. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And we are joined, as promised, by one of the leaders of the poker industry, the executive director of poker operations from the beautiful Wynn Poker Room. Uh, That is Deborah Giardina. Deborah, are you there? I am here, Ashley. How are you this evening? I am very well, although I must say, although the weather here in Boston is beautiful, I would love to be out in your poker room because it's one of my favorite places in Las Vegas to play. It really is quite comfortable and nice, isn't it? It is. And what I want you to do is, if you can, give our listeners a tour, a virtual tour, a radio tour of your room, uh, touching on, Really, I guess, here's, here's the question for you to answer. Poker players go out to Las Vegas, they've heard of the Bellagio, maybe they've heard of the Wynn and the Venetian, but they don't really know where to go. When there are so many poker rooms and so many really nice poker rooms, why should a poker player go to your room? Well, that's a great question, and I bet I can answer that so that your listeners will know that their best their best value and their best experience will be experienced here at the Wynn Poker Room. First of all, let's talk about the ambiance of the room. The ambiance is it you have the feeling of being in a club. It's not big and wide and open uh, like uh, a warehouse type setting. The chairs have to be the most comfortable poker chair any player has sat in and I would challenge them to find a more comfortable chair. The tables are roomy. The staff is very friendly and highly trained. Our systems are top of the line. The When you go right to the front at the podium and you start and get on a list, it's an electronic list so that you can see your name on the board where it is so that you're not putting it on a clipboard where it's a big secret to the player as to what position they're in. So everything is done out in the open so that the player has the full advantage of no, and knowledge of knowing where they sit on a list. Now, to double that up and make that even a better proposition, we have a poker channel in each one of the hotel rooms that displays that list. So you can call from your hotel room and get on the list if you're a guest of the hotel, and you can see where you are on that list right from your right from the comfort of your room. Oh, that's great. You don't great. have to sit here and sweat the rail to <laughs> find out when your name when your name is coming up. You know, that's great. I never stayed at the Wynn. Maybe next time I will. But that is a wonderful thing so that you can actually stay in your room and see how you're doing and know when you can, you know, how much time you have before you have to go down and actually start to play. So here's something else you might not have realized. We have poker rates. You can call the poker room directly at 702-770-3094. Say that again. What is that again? 702-770-3094. By the way, we'll put a link to your site with your phone number on our site. Okay, and what can you do by calling that? Our rates, our poker rates are a terrific deal. On Sunday through Thursday, our poker room rate is only $119. Friday and Saturday, it's $199. Now, if you've stayed in Las Vegas on the Strip, then you know that the rates, uh, typical Vegas 
hotel, and we're a five-star, five-diamond hotel, it's difficult to get into any place like this on the slow periods for under four or $500 a night. So those are really great bargains. And we just ask that you give us a few hours of poker play each day that you're here. Well, that does sound great. Um, let's cover a few more things for the players. I know that the people I talk to, they're interested in what comps the room, the, the room gives out for you know hours of play. What do you give? You already talked about your poker room rate, but what about meal comps or hourly comps? They want to know about the rake. They want to know about tournaments. And because, especially on the Strip, you have some poker rooms that are so remote from the parking lot, they want to know about parking convenience. So why don't you cover those topics? So our parking is undoubtedly not only the best (laughs) in the Strip, but the best in town. That was a softball question on my part. I know that. (laughs) We are right next to the South Park garage. It doesn't get any better than what we have. Um, Our we have tableside food service in the poker room, so you don't even have to leave your game to eat. And we, depending on whether you're playing a rake game or a time drop game, and the time drop games start at thirty, sixty, and above, you get those games. You get a dollar and a half an hour for porch food comps, and below it's a dollar an hour. We've got a menu that is served directly to you right here. That's uh, fashioned with that in mind. So if you play, it's not difficult to have lunch or, or supper at at the table. And, of course, you can go to the buffet or the drugstore or uh, the deli or our Asian food here is terrific. We do have daily tournaments. We have two a day, one's at noon and one's at 8. Uh, we get great turnouts for that. And they're How much are they? $225. Are they deep stacked or what would Yes, they are deep stacked. We as a matter of fact, our tournaments are deep deeper stacked than uh, the Venetians tournaments, which everybody thinks is the uh, the epitome of deep stack, but our we give more chips than Venetian does and longer rounds. So you have a great time with our tournaments. What's the structure as long as you're on the air talking to our listeners? What is the structure for those super deep stack tournaments? Do you know offhand? Uh, well, you get 30,000 in chips. Wow. That's a lot of chips. So you get 30,000 in chips, and the time frames are 40 minutes around. Uh, and basically, the blind structure goes up, uh, it doubles. So it starts at 2550? 2550, yeah. Wow. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of play for. That's a lot of play for a little bit of money. So, you know, economic times are tough these days, so we really want to take care of our players and. And be able to attract people that that don't stay in the hotel also to play poker. Sure. Well, it's very yeah. competitive out there. I know that. It certainly is. Now, we in 2010, we have our Win Classic coming up very soon. That's our major event. That will run from February 24th to March 17th. And we've lowered a lot of those buy-ins this year due to the economic conditions in the in the country and in the poker world. You'll see that happening uh, more often now, I think. And we have a variety of events. We just don't spread No Limit Hold'em. We've got two Omaha eight or better events and a horse event. Those event, Each one of those events are only $545. And then we have a $1,000 six-handed No Limit Hold'em event also thrown in that mix. So your lowest buy-in tournament is 500 and some odd bucks, or do you have anything smaller right. than that? No, that's our lowest during the during our major event. And as you know, uh, major events, Bellagio major events, is pretty tough to get a $500 buy-in. They may have one or two. We have seven this year. Right. We've upped that to seven of those. Uh, and our main event this year, in years past, we've done ten had $10,000 is the main event buy-in. And, you know, after doing a lot of research and, and looking at the numbers for the $10,000 event buy-ins, I mean, the, the people that have turned out, we've decided to lower it to 5000 because we want more people to be able to enjoy the facility and the tournament. And it's our belief that the prize pool will actually be bigger because more people will be able to attend. Right. So that's really a first in the industry, and we are stepping on the cutting edge to do that. Are you doing any satellites uh, up until the event? Absolutely, we are. Um, we we have satellites all through it, and we will be running satellites in January and in the first part of February, yes. Okay, well, here's a question that's one of the 
most misanswered questions that I ask people because people try to be inclusive. Here's the question. What games do you spread at what stakes? And I know the typical answer that I hear from poker room managers, we'll spread anything, sir. Anything that there's an interest in, we will spread. I know that that's theoretically the case, but on a typical, right? I mean, that's what poker room managers are told because if you, oh, you play stud, sir? Oh, well, if we have enough stud players, we'll we'll spread stud. But on the other hand, they haven't spread it in five years because nobody plays it anymore. Typically. So I've got the answer for you. Great. How about that? Shoot. So our... No limit hold'em, first of all, the blind structure. We spread one, three, two, five, and five, ten on a daily basis. What are the caps on the buy-ins for those games? Um, there is a $300 cap, a $1,000 cap, and no cap. Okay. Okay? Yep. Then we spread all the way up to a 100-200 no limit game that has a 50 to 100 thousand dollar buy-in. So, but the first three levels that I told you, yes, we have those all the time, and we have a 10-20, a 10-20 no limit hold'em game probably four days out of the week on the weekends. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, we have four eight limit hold'em which is our lowest limit game, okay? okay? And I'll tell you, limit is kind of drying up, so it's difficult to get anything much higher, all right? We have a 10-20 limit Omaha 8 or better game that we spread every day also, okay? Now, we also have mixed games at, of all sizes, which is pretty interesting because we have a low limit mixed game all the way up to a high limit one. What's the low it, limit one? 1-3, uh, believe it or not. And in that mix, here's where your stud comes in, okay? Yep. So they play deuce to seven and or ace to five for the draw games, right? Right. Uh, they play stud, and sometimes they play eight or better stud. They play badoogie. They play raz. <laughs> they play Omaha or Omaha eight, and they play hold'em. So, and it's any combination of those different games. So when you say one to three, do you mean it's a one to three spread limit game or one to yeah. three blind uh, no, one no to limit? Three bi- one to three blinds, no limit. Ah, so you play stud is in the rotation as a no limit game. Yep. And then they put it is in the rotation as a no limit game. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Now, how do you how do you rake your games and how do you time them? Just to be thorough here. So, a mixed game of a one to three would be six dollars per player per half hour. A one hundred two hundred no limit hold'em game with a fifty thousand to or a hundred to a hundred thousand dollar buy-in would be ten dollars a half hour per player. <laughs> so, so wow, it, the rich pay much less than the regular guy if you I figure mean, it as a percentage. A, that's practically right. nothing. Yeah, I know, but that's where where we have to cap, unfortunately. So your two <laughs> your two five game. What do you pay a half for that? So a two five game is a rake game. Right. What do you pay? And it's five percent up to uh, four dollars. Oh, okay. And your your ten twenty Omaha eight game. Same thing. Ten five uh, percent up to four bucks max. That's it. Now, you don't have, do you have additional money that comes out for bad no beat or high pots. hand? Nope, no good pots, nothing like that. Oh, that's we, good. We play straight poker here. That's good. I'll tell you, I get into debates all the time with poker rooms because I travel a lot and go to a lot of rooms. And I'll tell by the way, I'm talking to Deb Giardina, who's the executive director of poker operations at the beautiful Wynn Casino. Uh, Deborah, I get into debates all the time with poker room managers about the efficacy of having bad beat jackpots. Foxwoods, which is where I play when I'm at home, just added a bad beat jackpot, as did uh, Mohegan Sun. They have a high hand. I say that's that's a bad thing to do because you're taking money out of the game, and it goes to somebody who wins a lottery, essentially, and if it's too big, they don't put the money back into poker, and I'm happy to hear you tell me that your games do not have bad beat or high hand jackpots because that seems to be the trend, doesn't it? Well, you know, if you're running a place where it's mostly locals that are coming, like Foxwoods is probably mostly locals, but Las Vegas, especially the Strip, there's a lot of tourists that come through here. The bulk of our business is tourists. Now, who wants to put money in a jackpot when you're a tourist when you don't play there all the time? Right. Because you're only in town for a limited amount of time. So for some of the smaller rooms, or even size may not matter, but where their demographics are all locals, mm-hmm. you know, a jackpot's not necessarily a bad thing. And I have been involved in rooms where the jackpot dollar only came out of the lowest limit games. 
where you had a choice. You could play in a game that was a jackpot game or not a jackpot game. Well, I've never seen so, that. Where do yeah. they have a low-limit game where you had a choice of a low-limit game with a jackpot or a low-limit game without a jackpot? We had that in Louisiana uh, years ago with the Grand Casinos. Really? Oh, uh-huh. wow. Interesting. Is that so, where you got your start, Deb, down in Louisiana? Actually, no. I got my start in Colorado too many years ago to count. We don't want to talk about that. Because <laughs> I know <laughs> too many that... years ago to count, but I worked for uh, Lyle Berman for... I don't know, eight or nine years opening uh, poker rooms and grand casinos down there. So Mississippi, Louisiana, and then up to Minnesota, and out in California. So, I, you know, I've kind of, and I'm back here in Las Vegas. And I've been with Mr. Wynn now for an, a year before the property I opened. See. I came out, he hired me to set up his poker operation, and it's been a fabulous experience. Well, I've got to add an editorial comment here, Deb, if you don't mind. I'm going to intrude. No, I don't mind. Um, Deb came from Canterbury, I think, was where you were immediately before you came down to the win. That's and, correct. And we set can- up the the uh, poker operation there when it first became legal for racetracks to have table games. Well, our listeners need to know that the whole Canterbury experience is one of in- intense, serious, wonderful player friendliness. Uh, the Minnesota ethos, the kind of uh, friendliness of Minnesotans carried over into the poker room, whether by intent or just osmosis, I don't know. But that kind of player friendliness moved to, and I'm not saying that it left the room, Canterbury is still a very nice place to play, but that atmosphere moved down to the win. And I can tell all my listeners that although I think every room has reasons that it's great, even the tiniest little grungy room like Joker's Wild, I think, has something to redeem it, um, that spirit of friendliness and uh, player-centeredness makes the win special, if not unique. It may be unique in that it is the most player-friendly room that I have ever found. You have some very nice rooms just cater to the high-limit players, and you feel like you're at a place where you're kind of excluded from that wonderful atmosphere that's reserved for the big game. I think people that are from Las Vegas know what I'm talking about. And the comps kind of go to them, and everybody else is supposed to appreciate the fact that they're in a room that treats a few of its guests very well, but everybody else not so well. This room makes you feel like you are a prince, even if you are at the low-stakes game. And that's what, to me, makes the win a wonderful, wonderful place to play. Uh, just an editorial comment, Deb. Didn't mean to Thank interrupt. Thank you, Ashley. I appreciate that. Then, then we have succeeded in my opinion, of providing the type of service that we set out to provide. And I believe that's why I was brought in from the outside, was to break away from that Vegas mentality, provide a stellar operation, first class, and and welcome every player at every level. Well, that you've succeeded, and I'm looking forward to my next trip out there, which will be in March. And uh, I will, if you are around, when I'm around, I will make sure to say hello. And in the meantime, as you have different events, uh, different things going on, feel free to call us or contact us. We'll put you on again. And although I won't be out there for the Win Classic, I hope some of our listeners are and that they come up to you and they say, hey, heard about your great room on the uh, House of Cards radio show. Because uh, this has been, you've been a wonderful guest, Deb. Anything else that you want to add about your room? Well, we welcome everyone and we'd love to see you. And I just want to remind everyone about the poker rate. That is uh, a break that really could help some of your players out, and most people don't know about it until after they come. So if they book through a travel agent and they book a package, we cannot change it. They need to book it through us, just so they know. Right. Give the phone number again. 702-770-3094. Is that 702-770-3094? It is that okay. exactly, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, you know, I just before we go, do you see any signs of a rejuvenation of the poker economy in Las Vegas, or is it still still kind of uh, on the ropes, which is what it where, what it was when I was last out there in July? I think it's still seeing a little bit of a downturn, and that's why we were progressive in lowering our buy-ins for the Win Classic this year just so that people could afford to 
participate. Yep. Well, I wish you well with that, and uh, I wish you well with your daily action, and I hope to be out there and saying hello in person sometime in March. Well, please contact me before you come, and let's get together and have lunch. All right. Well, we'll do that. That's uh, Deb Giardina, who's the executive director of Poker Operations at the Wynn Casino, Wynn Poker Room. We'll be back with Lisa Tenner after the break. Great Moments in History In July 1937, Amelia Earhart was informed by her navigator, Fred Noonan, that they were off course over the Pacific Ocean. You're wrong! You just sit here telling me that I'm not intelligent. Can I hold the f***? No. Can I hold the f***? No. That is so not cool. In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. Poker players, listen up. Your right to play poker continues to come under attack. But with over 1 million members, the Poker Players Alliance is dedicated to protecting your right to play this great American pastime. Even if you've never played a hand of online poker, the Poker Players Alliance is fighting for you. No matter where you choose to play, the PPA is working hard to defend you, your rights, and the game of poker. The PPA is making great strides but we still need your help. We have sent a clear message to lawmakers and others committed to prohibiting your right to play poker. We are organized and we vote. Add your voice to our cause and join the Poker Players Alliance today. Visit www.joinppa.org and become part of the fight to save poker. It only takes a few minutes to make a difference. The Poker Players Alliance, fighting to protect your freedom to play the game we love. Hi, everyone. This is Ashley Adams from House of Cards, and I want to talk to you about Phantom EFX, the world's number one developer and publisher of casino games for your PC. Whether you want slots, card games, or casino games, Phantom EFX has something for you. If you are looking for a deeper experience, you should check out Phantom EFX's newest innovative casino game, Real Deal Live Online. Create a custom avatar, immerse yourself in their virtual world online casino, and become a renowned gambling tycoon. Just go to phantomefx.com for all the details and a free trial. That's right. Phantom EFX is letting you play the game for free. And no real money is ever wagered in any Phantom EFX game. So there's nothing to lose. If you have questions about their products, log on to the website and head to the forums where Phantom EFX takes great pride in answering questions, chatting, and just having fun. Let Phantom EFX take care of all your casino game needs when you can't get out to Las Vegas. You're listening to the House of Cards. Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Quiet, young man. Can't you see we're having a poker game? Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Those of you who have listened to this show for a while or who are familiar, very familiar with the poker world are likely to know the name Jan Fisher and Linda Johnson. What you may not know is that there is a third person in the mix, a partner of theirs, a princess of poker, as she has described herself to me, uh, who is in the poker marketing business. And she is with me now, as promised, Lisa Tenner. Lisa, are you there? Ashley, I am here. <laughs> Good. How are you? I, I am very well. And I think our listeners may not know you personally, but they will by the end of this interview. Why don't you tell <laughs> tell them all what it is you do in the poker world, and then when you're done with that, tell them how you got there, because I think it's a very interesting story. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I'm new to gaming, but um, I've pressed... Um, I guess fiercely would be the word through this world um, in poker um, because I'm married to um, author and uh, Omaha player Mark Tenner. And when I moved to Vegas 15 years ago, it was very difficult for me to run my music business, and I jumped into poker. And what I did is I created 
signature events within poker. And the best example, I think, and the most seasoned example would be the Queens of Heart for the World Series of Poker. And I did it with the backing of Harris and the World Series, and they have a very strong brand, and I was able to have it sponsored and bring uh, more attention to the women's um, uh, the women's event. And I started by going to Jennifer Telly, who was a friend of mine, when she, uh, in um, 2006 after she won her bracelet. And I said, Jennifer, I need you to be, you know, a co-captain with me. And what we'll do is we'll have the women, if they cash through, that are on our team, donate X percentage to charity. So our first two charities were um, uh, Nevada Cancer and American Heart Association, and I had Elle Magazine with me. So that kind of launched me in creating events that had never existed. The Hard Rock Hotel had never had a poker tournament. They didn't even have a poker room at that time. So they heard about me, and they said, can you create some events for us? And I said, fine, you have no poker room, but we have the joint. So we could take the joint and create that and turn that into a poker room. And we did a celebrity poker tournament there, and it was like the biggest drop they had ever had, and it was just sold out within minutes. And we put celebrities at every table. We had 15 tables set up in the joint at the Hard Rock Hotel. And uh, if you knocked out a pro or, or a celebrity, you got these dog tags around your neck and some bragging rights. So I just started creating one event after another. How did Mark, you know how to do this? Um, I had... No knowledge, and I guess maybe that's a good thing, uh, because when you don't know what the rules are, you can't play by the rules. You can think out of the box. That's a very good marketing <laughs> slogan. If you don't know the rules, you don't have to play by the rules. Uh, you know what? I need to put that one down on Twitter. If you don't, I'm writing this down. If you don't yeah. know the rules, you don't play by the rules. Right. I didn't know what the rules were. Um, and there from there, um, VH1 contacted me, and they said, you seem to know a lot about poker, which shows you how much I did three events, and now I'm an extra, okay? But they were really well executed. They were fun. They were different. They weren't the just same old poker game. You know, I just kind of twisted up what I did with the Queens of Heart. That was very twisted up, and it transitioned over to Harris this last season. Well, and let me just interrupt you there, and I know I've been accused of interrupting guests too much, Lisa, but... What is the Queen of Heart? What was it? I don't think everybody what knows I did that. Is I took I I got a sponsor, uh, uh, um, a wonderful charitable arm of a uh, gaming company, and it sponsored the ladies' entry fees into to be on this team. So the first year, it was Jennifer Tilly and I um, captained the team, and there were like fifteen people on this team: some pros, some friends, some sponsors. And um, I had three ladies cash through, and they donated 20% to 100% of what they donated or what they won uh, to American Heart Association. That's where, where I, the Queens of Heart came because I thought of the Heart Association. And to Nevada Cancer. Okay. The second year, I took Mary Jones, who had won that year, that, the first year I did it, which was uh, in uh, 06, and I made Mary Jones put her on the team. So I had, now I had Jennifer Tilly, a, a World Series bracelet winner. I had Linda Johnson, a World Series bracelet winner. I had Mary Jones on the team. And I added, I, the team went from 15 to 24. And I brought in some celebrities from Hollywood because I'm from L.A. and I live in Vegas, but I had a lot of ins and I brought in some celebrity players. We, you know, Harris hosted this beautiful dinner, and Jeffrey Pollock took his picture with us, and we watched, we had these great t-shirts, and everybody started calling me saying, I want to be on your team, I want to be on your team. What do I have to do? I said, well, I don't know you, but, you know, let me consider you for the following year. So the next year, which would be 08, um, Sally Boyer had won the, the uh, no, 07 Sally Boyer won. So when I did it in 08, I put Sally Boyer on the team. So I kept adding the women who had won the event. And I, you know, I had Mark's partners on, Lyndon Jan, and I had, um, you know, Vanessa Russo, and I had Karina Jett. And, you know, every year I kind of twisted it up a little bit. But this last, the last year that I did it, that I executed the program, which was in 08, um, I brought in eight celebrities. And I even got calls from Mindy McCready, her record label, we know about your Queen of Hearts, can we put Mindy on it? Because they thought it was really good branding and marketing and really good positioning um, for these women in poker to get 
outside the world of poker to draw more attention to themselves for sponsorships and endorsements. Because, you know, the world of endorsements and sponsorships can be very difficult. Yes. And when you get pigeonholed into poker, it's hard for, seriously, for the makeup company or the sports company to look at you. But what happened was, because I was able to brand the Queens of Hearts so well, the the brand itself stood on its own. It had its own merit. It's been seasoned, and Harris loved it, and they they ran with it. And then what happened is I stopped doing that, and I started doing other projects. I did the marketing for Phil Helmuth and brought endorsement and sponsorship deals to him. I started doing charity events in New York or Europe or here. Um, and, and, in fact, you mentioned uh, Linda Johnson and Jen Fisher, we, which, which we own Card Player Cruises, or they own it with Mark Tenner. And I guess I'm an, just a silent and, you know, partner. You're a partner-in-law. A par- oh, that's a good one. I got, there's another one I got. <laughs> You've given me two good tweets. Okay, just good. make sure to mention where you heard it. That's all. I, I am. I, I swear, God, you'll give me everything I need to put in the tweet, and out it'll go. <laughs> so then the... I did Phil Helmuth, and I did marketing for him, and I learned it really wasn't that difficult. If you can position the event or the person correctly with the sponsor, you can bring the sponsor on board or the endorsement partner on board, as long as you're giving them value. And that is where being an accountant in the music world for so many years, you have to understand the ROI or for your listeners the return on the investment dollar. So if the sponsor thinks that they're going to get great value, they're more likely to be receptive to whatever project you're going to bring to them. Right. We need you to work for House of Cards Radio. That's what we need. Well, uh, you know, give give me six months, the world will know who you are. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. So you go and call me when we're off the air, and we'll talk about it. (laughs) Okay. So I got really well-known, and since I play like Switzerland and play nice with everybody, and I don't take sides, you have to kind of stay that world, whether it's music or it's film or it's sports or it's poker or it's anything. So in this last year, Mike Sexton who is just going to be inducted into the Poker Hall of Fame, Linda Johnson, Jan Fisher, and I form Poker Gives. And what we do is we do events that raise monies for charity. So if you go to PokerGives.org, you can see what we have been doing and what we are planning on doing, and we're hoping to do uh, a Poker Gives month next year in May and help all the card rooms participate. And that way it enables them to bring an event to you know, create an event for their uh, brick-and-mortar room, bring people in, and have people feel good about what they're doing. Right. If they, if they commit 10% or 5% to some charities, it can be the charity of their choice, and we will just funnel and, and make sure the money gets to where it's going to go, needs to go. So and tell we don't us... take a dime. We don't take a salary. We take nothing. So 95% of what is brought in goes directly to the charity. And that's, that's a terrific. very high rate because most generally the charitable world works at about 80 percent. Right. Well, tell us, I see from your bio sheet that I was reading that you are also connected to the Poker Stars Caribbean Adventure known as PCA. I, What's I that am, all about? I am connected to it. Well, how are you connected um, to I, it, Lisa? I am really excited about this. Um, I've just become their North American consultant for marketing and branding. And one of the projects that I'm working on right now, and maybe a lucky winner uh, will come from this show, they could go to PokerStars.net. They can't already have a PokerStars account. It won't work. But if they're new to PokerStars, all they can do is go to PokerStars.net, and they can go in and fill out, you know, it goes to, like, start here, download the program, either to Apple or to, or to your PC. Oh, they can use their Apple computers? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that Poker Stars was compatible with the program. It. Great. Uh, ask you for your information. You know, how did you hear about us? Oh, you, they can say from a friend, or they can say your radio show. HouseofCardsRadio.com. Cards Radio Show. I like that. They can put in that, and they must put in a marketing code, and that marketing code is PSM. P as in Peter, S as in Sam, M as in Mary? Uh-huh. O-O-2 or O-O-3. Is it you the letter O, or is it the number O? The number. Okay. Numeral O, numeral O, two, or numeral O, numeral O, three. Right. And then it, we can, 
you're going to be able to pull from a hat your lucky winner. And it could be a man or a woman, and they can go and enter. And they'll win a package, which gives them an entry to the ladies' event. So if they're married, they can give it to their wife. Um, or their girlfriend. Uh, or their girlfriend or their significant other. Or if it's a woman, she can take a friend because they give you a thousand dollars spending money wow. for your travel to get there. They give you a three night stay at Atlantis Hotel, so you get January seven, eight, and nine. You get a two hundred and fifty dollars spa certificate. Wow! So that's pretty cool, and they give you the two hundred and fifty dollars boot camp. Wow! So I really will, would encourage your listeners because this is the easiest way to get in. Is because all they have to do is cost them nothing. Maybe 10 minutes of time is just go to pokerstars.net, go to, uh, you know, start here, download program, and play a game, and fill in the information. You know, this is my email address, this is my age, how did you hear about it? Scroll down, marketing code PSM002 or 003. And they're entered into a cut, they're entered into basically a raffle. And you can announce your winner. We can run it all. You can run it all month long, and it'll be your package, and you can give it away. When does this uh, end? I would like it to end by November thirtieth, so that they can um, you. They have a month to get through air because if we run it through like November, let's say it's your Christmas Day giveaway, it only gives them maybe you know less than ten days really to book their air, and they wouldn't get such great airfare. So if we run it as your Thanksgiving, you're thanking your. Your listeners. Very good. Very Which clever. You're clearly a, a marketing person. Oh, this person. is branding. Do I send my bill to you? No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's what we do. So I'm trying to dream up things for companies, for people, for entities. Lisa, let me ask you a question about this uh, Poker Stars Caribbean Adventure Adventure Prize. What are the odds of winning a prize if you enter? For you? Yeah. Well, if you get only 10 people that sign up, it's going to be one out of 10. Oh, we get one per our show that we yeah, can yeah, offer. Oh, it, I'm giving it to you. Terrific. That's terrific. Sure, we, it's a packet. I'm giving it to you. Wow. They just have to use PSM002 or PSM003. And out of those, you will pick one who will be you announced on the air, one. and that would You're be wonderful. On the air. I think we should announce it like maybe around December 1. Yep. You know, after his Thanksgiving giveaway, yep. and they have to listen and call in and claim their prize, and we'll set it all up for them. That would be and terrific. they'll get their air, they'll get their entry, and, uh, you know, I, I think men and women should both go and log on. Sure. And it's your it's your deal. Well, that's great. We could actually promote it through the blog. We could promote it on the show. We can promote it on our website, which is exactly what we'll do. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I've never been, I've never been, and they're going to have for Poker Stars um, Caribbean Adventure. They have sixty eight events. They have I've, more yeah. than the World Series. Just for people that may not know, uh, the Atlantis is an unbelievable oh. place. Have you ever it been is, there? Um, have you been God. to the Atlantis? I love. I only stopped there once on a card player cruises uh, ship. We got to stop in Nassau. And so I said, Mark, I want to see Atlantis. So it has seven miles of this beautiful white beach around it. Every every chair has a, it's almost a cabana. They have like the jet skis. They have this buffet that's surrounded by an aquarium. Yeah, the aquarium is unbelievable. It's worth going to even if you don't stay at and the Atlantis. fabulous shopping. Yep. I stayed uh, across have, the street. They and the, They're running 68 events starting, I think, January 4th. And running through January, I think, 20th. But my events, what I have is the ladies' package. But, you know, if a, if a guy wins and gives it to his significant other, he gets to go because he, they get the room. That's right. Three-night room, stay. They have spending money. As, as my grandmother would say, such a deal. I know it is such a such deal. Such a deal. Well, I got one question for you that has nothing to do with what you've talked about so far. As interesting as that is. I'm curious, a lot of our listeners, myself included, play a lot of poker. It tends to be men, I think, who play poker these days, although there are, of course, many women Women who play as well. But what I'm interested in knowing is your husband is Mark Tenner, and he was, if not still is, a serious poker player. I think he's at Bellagio right now as we speak, and if you heard a click-through, it was probably Mark calling. Right, I did. Well, what is it like being, I mean, what is it like being married to a poker player? Do you have to accommodate 
people coming in late at him coming in late at night, early in the morning. Plays at night. No, 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 no. We have date nights. That's a very important relationship. I agree. Date nights. Um, no, he'll play one or two days a week, and he'll maybe go in at ten and play till three. Obviously, today he played till maybe about four thirty. Okay. Uh, time. Yep. Um, he likes it. It's his release. He's he wrote a book on Omaha. Yes, I Winning know the book. Omaha Ate or Better with Lou Krieger, the new book coming out, which I got to title called Mastering Omaha, will be out in January. And this time he actually acknowledged he's married and has children, because I wouldn't read the last book. Um, there are, there are um, sometimes I feel like a poker widow, I'm truly. We are on a lot of cruises because we have card player cruises, and the card room is fabulous because there's no smoking in the card room. Do you play, uh, Lisa? Really run. Um, I love Omaha. I'm absolutely crazy for Omaha. And in the ladies' event that I've played in, um, I won a tournament in Europe. Oh, wow. I've never read a book. Um, You've never read any of Mark's book? You never read his Omaha book? No. You know why? Let me tell you why. Tell me why. In the back, first of all, he thinks everybody's ever met in his entire life except me. He forgets. He forgets me. And usually, if you pick up a book, you know that has been written by somebody, it says, "Oh, this person is married to so and so, has two children, lives in no nothing." So, it, what was he sterile and single? I I wouldn't read the book. <laughs> well, uh, let me make you feel even worse, Lisa. My book, my first book, my stud book. I had in the acknowledgments page, uh, dedication page, that I dedicated the book. Uh, to my wife, Deborah Fishbein Adams, the best hand I've ever been dealt. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love that. Can we steal that one? You can steal it, sure. Oh, my God. The best hand, hand. I've ever been dealt. There you go. Now you got three things for your Twitter page. Same of your book again? Winning Seven Card Stud. That was the, uh, the first book that uh, came out, Kensington, 2003. You can only get it through Amazon now. It's out of print, but... I, to me, the best part of the book was the dedication page because <laughs> oh I got I got I freedom for life from my wife. She's after that. She said, "You can play poker whenever you want." I wanted to, all he had to do because people said, "Lisa, how do you know how to play this game so well?" And I, how many times did you read his book? I said, "What book?" <laughs> I mean, really. So I usually crack up the people. I'm not that great because I, I I can't read the hands and you know I'm really a person of music and and film and television and ballet and and so this is really quite new to me and i've only really been in poker since 2003 but i was the marketing and branding person for party poker which was huge great experience for me well mike sexton became a billionaire over that right who did didn't uh the spokesperson for party poker who was it i i don't know wasn't it mike sexton I don't think they be, anybody became billionaires. Oh, okay. I thought they did. Okay. No, 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 no. Let's get the facts straight. They never. Nobody became billionaires. We made some money, like everybody did, when they were on, on the right page at the right time. Right. But bubbles do burst, and right. you move on to the next one. You read that book, Who Who Moved My Cheese, and you go to the next one. <laughs> Very good. Right? Very good. But I like what I do. I'm very passionate about it, and um, I think that... Um, as long as the poker world likes me, I'll stay on it. I just did a Twitter conference um, two days ago in L.A. with Jeffrey Pollock and Annie Duke and Joe Seabock and Matt Savage, and I'm going to uh, moderate uh, how to run a profitable poker uh, room. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. The expo. I, mean, they, I, mean, I wanted to ask you something. We have about a minute and a half left. If a small L.A. poker room came to you, the Club Carib, let's say, which is the smallest, littlest room there is, and they said, we're desperate, we're going to close down, what can we do? What would you do for them? They can call me at 702-496-3286, and I will tell them what to do. Okay, well, what are you going to talk about at this conference? On On the one that's coming up, Global Gaming? Yes. Um, well, what I did is I thought I'd be smart, and I went to Doug Dalton, who runs Bellagio's Poker Yes, room. yes. I went to Deborah Jardina, who runs um, a Wins Poker Room. By the way, she was just on before you as she our was? guest. Yes, we just had her on. She's a lovely woman. Yes, she is. Lovely woman. I love her room, by the way. The no, the... it's, well, they're really good. And I went to Andy Rich, who runs Caesars. Caesars, yes. Rios and... He was Wins. on four weeks ago. We had oh, him on, yes. all on my panel, and I'm the moderator. So I just sent them all emails today saying, listen, I want to show you in your best light. What would you like me to ask you? 
that makes you stand apart from your the other people on the panel. So I'm starting off my panel that way. And then I'm going to say what rooms need to do to look ahead five years in the future to make sure their room is still running profitably, effectively, and is still pounding the people in those rooms. Well, and you have to think in five-year increments. You can't think in the short term. You have to think long term. I agree with it's you. Very cyclical, and people look at like immediate gratification, immediate this, immediate that. Uh, that doesn't work. You have to look. What can I do in three years from now? What can I build? What brand can I build that they're going to want to come to? What can I do that's different from this guy down the street? What can a little room do, which is so much more intimate, so great compared to a large room? Right. So the little Carib, uh, casino, they want to call me, I will take that call. 702-496-3286. That's 702-496-3286. Out of town, call collect. That's uh, Lisa Tenner. Lisa, you've been a great guest, and we are going to promote the PokerStars.net free uh, Caribbean weekend, uh-huh. um, PSM002, as the code, but we're going to promote it on our show and give it out as a Thanksgiving. Right. And uh, let's, I think we ended at, right at the end of November and December 1. We, You and I get on the phone and we pick that winner. There you go. Okay. You got okay. an invitation. Take care, Lisa. All right. Thank you, Ashley. Loved your lines. Thank you very much. That okay, was Lisa Tenner. I'm getting your book. Great. Okay. Uh, that was Lisa Tenner. We're going to take a commercial break and then we'll be back with the mailbag hi listeners this is ashley adams i just wanted to uh, mention something that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask me they could be strategy questions they could be practical questions about where and how to find a game um, it could be a question of uh, you, you're coming to Boston and you want to play. We have a uh, an Internet site that you can go to, an address that you can go to, pose your question, and if we use it on the air, you will get a free copy of my book, Winning Low Limit, No Limit, Texas Hold'em. So the site or the address is info, that's I-N-F-O, at houseofcardsradio.com. Dot com info at houseofcardsradio.com. Send me your question or questions. And again, if we use it on the air, you will have won a free book. And also, if you want, we'll use your name and uh, you'll have instant fame in the poker world. You're listening to the House of Cards. Is winning the most important thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you mean, even with like considering health and like world peace? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Welcome back, listeners. This is the House of Cards, and you're listening to the House of Cards Mailbag. I'm Ashley Adams, and I'm joined here by my producer, Dave Weishattle. Uh Dave, the last House of Cards mailbag that we had, I think there was a question about tells, and I... There were a lot of questions yeah. about tells. I think way too many people are watching poker movies too much, and uh, <laughs> we, this is one of the most popular questions. So what are some of the most obvious tells that you have seen at the tables? Okay. First of all, I think most players look too much for them. Uh, for little giveaway tells, and rather, I like to look at the bigger tells that people do that uh, you don't see in the movie. So, first one, a player starts to talk um, about anything, you know, joking about the hand, uh, talking about uh, your mannerisms or your stuff, or trying to talk to you. I have found most of the time when people do that, they have a very strong hand, and they're trying to get you to call. Like, they make a large bet, and they start talking. I find that that's usually indicative that they really have the hand. If they're bluffing, again, this is not universal. I'm not saying it's even 80% of the time. But more often than not, if they are silent, and they're looking down, and they haven't heard this broadcast, or read a book about (laughs) tells so that they're faking it, if they remain immobile... They're doing that hoping that you'll fold because they're bluffing. 
In other words, they're hoping you don't notice them. You're, they're hoping that you uh, don't detect anything from them that's going to give away their bluff. Yeah, but don't you have to watch them for a while? I mean, if the guy continually talks about and when he first sits down, I mean, the guy could just be a complete jerk and yes. talks about anything. Yes. So don't you have to uh, sit a while and watch him? Um, yeah, but what I'm saying is that all other things being equal, knowing nothing else, not having a book on a player, which is your notes about what they tend to do and not do, Knowing nothing else, the generalization I would make that is if he bets goes all in for, you know, three hundred and ninety dollars and the last card made three to a flush, so he could be holding a flush, and you're trying to figure out is he bluffing or not, and you can't figure it out, if he's talking, he probably has it. On the other hand, if he's sitting there immobile, all other things being equal, you don't know anything about him, you don't have a book on him, and he's, chances are he's bluffing. Well, I shouldn't say chances are he's bluffing because large bets in a no-limit game among low-limit players, it's unusual for somebody to go all in with a significant amount of money if they don't have a strong hand. But there's a better chance that he's bluffing if he's immobile than if he's talking. A couple of other things. I see we only have a couple minutes left. Um Again, people now have read a lot, and a lot of the tells that I used to be able to pick up on, people know about, so they fake them. But staring at the board indicates you don't have a hand. You're kind of looking for a hand. Similarly, checking your down cards again after you've checked them initially first, and now you're you're looking at them again. Why can't you memorize your two cards? But you're looking at them again because you want to see if you have one suited card. Unlikely you're checking to see if you made the flush. If all three if three cards on the board are the hearts, you're not looking to see if you have two hearts. You would have remembered that. But you're looking to see if you have one heart that you are now on a flush draw. I did that at the Frontier, but I, they had dollar margaritas. So <laughs> I was staring for other reasons. So. There you go. Um, also, I check when the flop hits or the turn or the river hits. I check to see if my opponent quickly glances down at his chips. I find that a fairly reliable tell, again, except for those that know it, uh, that somebody has a hand and they're looking to see how much they have to bet. And it's often done quickly, and then the player may look away, faking nonchalance, faking disinterest, because he thinks that by acting weak, you'll think he's weak. But usually, if you think the guy is acting and he's acting weak, it means he has a good hand. He's really strong. So when people act weak, they are strong. Um, Those are the tells that I would tend to rely on, but I wouldn't rely on them exclusively. I would go often by the type of bet and the type of bettor that the player is. What general type of player are they? Are they a wild player? Are they a passive player? And that ends this segment and this show. Come back next week for more House of Cards Radio. And if you want to email us, info at houseofcardsradio.com. Good night and good luck. Listeners, we have a special promotion that's available to all ladies courtesy of PokerStars.net. One lucky listener will be selected from all who enter. This is what it includes. It's a Caribbean poker vacation prize package that includes a three-night stay at the Atlantis Casino, $1,000 for travel, a $250 spa gift certificate, entrance into the poker boot camp, and entrance into the ladies' poker tournament. All you have to do is go to PokerStars.net. That's a free site. PokerStars.net. Fill it out for a new account. This is for new accounts only. And enter code PSMazonMary002, where it says code put in PSM002. We'll be selecting one winner from all who enter, and you'll win the prize package. Good luck to all. Poker players, listen up. Your right to play poker continues to come under attack. 
But with over 1 million members, the Poker Players Alliance is dedicated to protecting your right to play this great American pastime. Even if you've never played a hand of online poker, the Poker Players Alliance is fighting for you. No matter where you choose to play, the PPA is working hard to defend you, your rights, and the game of poker. The PPA is making great strides, but we still need your help. We have sent a clear message to lawmakers and others committed to prohibiting your right to play poker. We are organized and we vote. Add your voice to our cause and join the Poker Players Alliance today. Visit www.joinppa.org and become part of the fight to save poker. It only takes a few minutes to make a difference. The Poker Players Alliance, fighting to protect your freedom to play the game we love. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.